Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live and direct from the City of Angels. 76ers are in town. Who would have thought people are fired up about the Sixers and the Lakers tonight at Staples? Uh, everyone in L.A., matter of fact, everyone nationally talking about UCLA, the UCLA three who have yet to pee a drop in a UCLA uniform. But President Trump bringing back, bringing back the hostages. That's what he's being champion like he brought back the Iran hostages from the 1980s. Uh, but we're going to talk about it. It is fascinating. What do you do if you're Steve Alford, if you're Dan Guerrero, Steve Alford, coach at UCLA, Dan Guerrero, athletic director at UCLA? What do you do? Um, we'll get to all of that. <laughs> but I, I want to start with an interesting story coming out of Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills, spelled with four L's, to those of us who remember history. 
Yes, they got to four straight Super Bowls. Yes, they took L's in all four of those Super Bowls. And they have the longest consecutive streak of not making the playoffs currently in the NFL. Even the Browns have made the playoffs more recently than the Bills. So let's check in with uh, Sean McDermott. Okay, this was uh, after the game on, or let me see, after the game on Sunday, he said uh, in, in kind of, Lovey Smith, remember when Lovey Smith was the head coach of the Chicago Bears? He was like, Rex Grossman was my quarterback. Remember that? They get to the Super Bowl, and there were still questions about whether or not Rex Grossman should be the quarterback. Well, over the, the after the game and up until today, today is Wednesday, right? So, first, first couple of days after the game in which they were blasted by the New Orleans Saints, Sean McDermott had his quarterback, Tyrod Taylor's back. Tyrod Taylor's my quarterback. Doesn't turn the football over. He's a leader. Um, Let's check in with Sean McDermott as to who the starting quarterback of the Bills is. This is about becoming a better team. And Tyrod has made improvements. He's made a significant contribution to our team. And I remain confident in Tyrod moving forward. Um, This is not an indictment on Tyrod. He is an important part of our football team and will continue to be an important member of our football team moving forward. Do you know what Tyrod is not? He is not the starting quarterback this weekend of the Buffalo Bills. Right? This is the, man, this I do believe Sean McDermott did the it's not you, it's me on national TV. This is not an indictment on Tyrod Taylor. I still believe in Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is still very important as a leader of this team. Is Tyrod Taylor starting quarterback? No, he is not. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are incredible. I still believe that you are the right person for me. Are we still together? No, we are not. And like straight face doing it. it. It was kind of remarkable. Like, wait, what? 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 What just happened? What in the heck just happened? Um, look, let's get to the story behind the story. We talk about this all the time. You have to have a rabbi in the room, somebody who believes in you, somebody who was there the day you were drafted or the day you were acquired, or if you are to be acquired, if you're a free agent on the market, somebody who uh, believes in you, saw you achieve, helped you achieve some great success, that's where you should go because they, they've they seen you perform in the NFL, in the NBA, in Major League Baseball. And remember, Sean McDermott and for the most part, he is the president, general manager, and everything to this organization. The general manager he brought with him from Carolina, Carolina Panthers, where he came from. That's who drafted Nathan Peterman, who's a fifth-round pick. By the way, love his dad's catalog. Love his dad's catalog. Not sure about the Urban Sombrero, but other than that, love his dad's catalog. So Nathan Peterman, who none of us have ever heard of, is the starting quarterback. By the way, um, Kellen Clemens may well be the starting quarterback for the San Diego Chargers. The lone 4 o'clock game on Fox, or L.A. Chargers, sorry. That's because uh, Phillip Rivers is coming out of the concussion protocol. So what really happened? Well, there's a couple things. You have to know who Sean McDermott is. Right? 
he he came up in the Andy Reid school of coaching. He was he was underneath one of the great defensive coordinators in the history of the NFL. Jim Johnson was the legendary longtime defensive coordinator. He was the architect behind those Eagles defenses that took Andy Reid's team to, what was it, five NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb, right? But the defense was a huge part of their success. Jim Johnson got sick. Jim Johnson died. Sean McDermott took over. It was a disaster. He goes to Carolina, becomes defensive coordinator, and two years ago, he was the architect of the best defense in the NFL. They had only one loss in the regular season. The second loss was in the Super Bowl. And I will grant it, I will grant you that the whole thing worked together. You had a great defense, you had a great running game. Cam Newton had his best season, and they played a soft schedule. Whatever it was, they got to a Super Bowl. Now, last year, the defense fell off when Josh Norman left as a free agent, and they changed the defensive backfield. McDermott was still the defensive coordinator. McDermott has since left. Now he's the brains behind the Bills' operations, which everybody thought they were going to be tanking this year when they started trading away pieces acquired by the previous regime, Doug Whaley's regime, Rex Ryan's coaching staff. And yet they were actually better than expected to start the year, and so maybe they're not tanking. couple things that are interesting. Carolina's defense is much better this year. McDermott is not there. Is there a correlation? Maybe it's personnel, not scheme. Uh, Secondly, the Buffalo Bills, and this is really important, they allowed 298 yards rushing to the New Orleans Saints, prompting all of us who pay attention to go, wait, did Tyrod Taylor not tackle well enough as quarterback? Is that why he got pulled? How much of this is reaction to Tyrod Taylor, who in a local newspaper uh, interview complained about the fact that because he's a black quarterback, people talk about him like he's a running quarterback. Like Tyrod Taylor is the only quarterback, only person on earth who doesn't understand he's an athletic running quarterback. Whether he's black, whether he's white, whether he's mixed race, whether he's Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Tyrod Taylor runs it really, really well. He's undersized. Thus, he's good out of the pocket. But let's be honest, Tyrod Taylor has not been good. What's crazy is they make a change now. Which brings a couple of possibilities to mind. The first is, it's a great deceptive deceptive tactic, right? Don't pay attention to how bad my defense has been and the fact that we dumped Marcel Darius in order to get a draft pick. Instead, pay attention to the problems on offense. The second is, and this is probably likely, You got a guy in Peterman who you drafted, you believed in, and whatever you heard from Tyrod Taylor in the meeting rooms in terms of leadership and buy-in wasn't what you were looking for. You want Tyrod Taylor, whether it was his fault or not his fault, to act like what went wrong was his fault because that's what a quarterback does, and you didn't hear it, and that's why the move is made. And maybe the last possible possible explanation for this is the Bills are really bad at tanking. It's possible. Right? Like, we thought we wanted to tank, then we won a couple of games, and then we decided we wanted to tank anyway. Look, Tyrod Taylor as the second lowest completion percentage into tight windows. 
He's an athletic quarterback with an erratic arm who's undersized, and his contract is was terrible last year to get out of, and this year it's $8 million of dead money, and they may want to walk away from it. But if you're Sean McDermott and this is your first head coaching job, and oh yeah, by the way, you're also basically the president of of operations and the GM, well, you better really, really know the temperature of your locker room if you're going to make a change in this fashion. It's not that they changed quarterbacks. It's that they said they weren't going to change quarterbacks on Sunday, on Monday, and on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. They didn't just say they're going to change quarterbacks. He had the chutzpah. You guys know what chutzpah is? Ramos, the audacity. Audacity. Nerve. They had the balls to go, hey, we love Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's a leader. Tyrod Taylor's important. Is Tyrod Taylor starting quarterback? No, he's not. That takes chutzpah. Yiddish. It takes nerve. It takes balls. If you're going to do that, you better know the locker room is going to react positively. Otherwise, dudes are going to shut down and be like, man... And Sean McDermott, he's he is playing for next year, or he is playing. Only his guys are his guys, and Peterman's his guy, and Tyrod's not his guy. But what a crazy situation from Buffalo, who, by the way, is five and four. I don't know how they're five and four, but we talked about this yesterday. I don't know how the Saints are seven and two, or how the Titans are six and three, or the Steelers, who haven't even played that well this year, are seven and two this year. It doesn't make any sense. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Jalen Hill, Cody Riley, who are actually really good basketball players. Jello Ball is not, but he's one of the members of the Ball family. He is, what Kardashian would he be? Like if... um, Courtney... Ah, well, kick why? Because Courtney's fat and he's fat. No, Courtney is not fat. Courtney was fat, wasn't she? No. Which was the one that was that was with Lamar? Uh, that was um, Chloe. 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 Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Chloe is okay. But wait, wait. I'm just. I'm just saying. So why Courtney and not not Chloe? I I don't watch the Kardashians enough. I do know. I I do know which because because she's actually, the is, Courtney's the oldest one. So he's not the oldest. Courtney one, was I the think. one that was that was married to Scott. Correct. That's correct. Well, they never were married. They weren't married? No. They never got... She wanted to get married, and he, he did not. They were never married? No. Three children, no marriage. Okay. Not that that's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I know <laughs> I know a couple people like that. I don't know that. They don't want to lose half their stuff. I got you. <laughs> Where do I sign up to lose half my stuff? Oh, here. All the marriage. Yeah, no no problem. Um, okay, so which Kardashian would Jello be? Uh, Jello is the least talented... Jello, though, looks the most like his dad, like he's built the most like his dad. And when I say least talented, keep in mind, his brother's a second pick of the draft. LaMelo, uh, again, we don't know in terms of development where he'll be, but seen as who's the youngest of the Kardashians? Chloe is or Kim is? Uh, Chloe is the youngest of the. I know the the first group, the first group, first yeah. batch, right? Yes. They're like they're like gremlins. I understand. Like, <laughs> you give them food or water after midnight, and all of a sudden there's more, and then you have kind of the second batch, the second the wave. Jenners, yeah, the Jenners. Um, yeah, I would say I would say that's probably. Uh, I think I think he's more Chloe. I think he's more Chloe. Although Chloe doesn't look like the mom, does ah, uh, tough call. Anyway. 
Here's what uh, Chloe or whatever Kardashian, Jello Ball said in talking to the media. Take a listen to who he thanked for bringing him back from China. I'd like to start off by saying sorry for stealing from the stores in China. I didn't exercise my best judgment, and I was wrong for that. I apologize to my family, my coaches, my teammates, and UCLA for letting so many people down. I also apologize to the people of China for causing them so much trouble. I'd also like to thank President Trump and the United States government for the help that they provided as well. Uh, Okay, here's Steve Alford, head coach of UCLA. These three young men will remain suspended indefinitely from our program as we work through the review process with the university's Office of Student Conduct. During that indefinite suspension, they will not travel with the team, nor will they suit up for home games. At some point, they may be permitted to join team workouts, practices, and meetings. But that timeline has yet to be determined. All right, so we, we got to figure out how bad this poop storm is, right? <laughs> before before we, we, we put them out there. Music, let me ask you, you're the, you're the only millennial here on this show. Uh, what would what would you do? I think that they can't be on the team anymore going forward. Hmm. Why is that? I think it's one thing if you get caught stealing. I think it's an entirely different situation if you get caught stealing in a foreign country and the actual president of the United States has to do some international diplomacy to make sure you get home safely. Do you think he actually had to do some diplomacy to get him home safely? I think so, yeah. I, I don't know if it was entirely necessary, but I do think that it was implemented to ensure that they weren't kept there for an extended period of time. Okay. Um, Ramos, you are a father. Uh, give me your sense of what you think the appropriate uh, punishment would be. Jeez, I, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I've gone back and forth, kicking them off the team entirely or just suspending them indefinitely. What is Indefinitely means what? Until they re- end the review process, then they may be able to come back after that. Is that what you would consider the indefinite to be? Indefinitely means whatever you want it to mean. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with the suspension indefinitely until they review it. I don't know if I'd kick him off the team. So how many games would it be? Uh, how many games in a season? Roughly 30. 15. Half the season? Half the season, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rama, uh, what about you, Dan Byer? What would you say the, the appropriate? 10. 10 games. Up, uh, why? Well... UCLA plays seven awful teams in their next game. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're taking that into account, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So I did. So if you like, have him miss a couple of good non-conference games, or have them miss good non-conference games, it shows that you have value in it. But I think ten is a good number. I also think that maybe we shouldn't look at that it happened in China. If it happened in the states, if he they stole something on campus, what would the penalty be? And so I think that uh, 10 games, I don't think kicking him out entirely or banning him for the year um, is warranted, but so I say 10. Okay. Um, I- I'm more inclined to say five games, to say five games. And you're like, oh, it's so, it's, it's, look, it's embarrassing. And they embarrass themselves, the university, hell, the Pac 12, college basketball. Isn't the black guy for college basketball? Look, I love college basketball. It does not help. Does not help. It it's bad for the brand. Um, it's bad for the brand that is the, the uh, big baller brand. It's bad for the brand that is UCLA basketball. But I don't believe it should be a death sentence. I just don't. Um, now, look if your music, if Ryan music says, "Hey, kick him off the team," 
and they they can be students at UCLA, which is what you have to do, by the way, while on scholarship. Like you could do that. I I do think here's the crazy thing. I said this yesterday that if it happened, if if Jello Ball doesn't play, like that's it's an easy way for them to wash their hands of Jello Ball. The problem is that one, the other two kids are more talented and they do need them. And I think you're severely handicapping uh, Steve Alford's ability to have have a good team, have a competitive team. I think I think it hurts their teammates enough. But like, look, I I just think the big thing is the ball thing made it bigger. President Trump made it bigger. It was a big deal. And they have every gym they walk into in the Pac-12, they will be made fun of. Humiliation galore. And I don't think it's a crime that rises to the level of expulsion or kicking you off the team. I just don't. I, I think I, I think there th- this is a <clears throat> two strikes more than one sort of crime. But I don't think it's three strikes and you're out when it's really your first strike. I just, I just don't. It is, in fact, stupid college stuff. It is, in fact, shoplifting. It's embarrassing. <clears throat> but I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because the president chose to get himself involved. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. We had the college football rankings for the college football playoff. And here's what I tell people all the time about the NCAA tournament. And I will tell you the exact same thing about the college football rankings that you can tell me it comes down to last 10 games, strength of schedule, road wins, blah, 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 blah. But you know what it really comes down to? What human beings think the human element, right? The human element screws everything up because, you know, socialism is a bad word in this country, right? For some people, they say socialism like, whoa, whoa. But again, imagine a dream scenario, okay, where everybody goes to work, everybody has a job, you work as hard as you can at that job, knowing the government's going to take care of everything else, Right? Like health insurance, education, everything. Everything's taken care of. Everybody's got a job. You got your different jobs that you do. Um, but everything's just taken care of. Like that's the idea of it. And you're like, well, that's kind of kind of cool. Kind of kind of cool. But the problem is that people want to be recognized for the job. I do a better job than he does. I should make more money. Well, that's not how it works in socialism. That's because it's the human element. And some people are just lazy. Some people be along for the ride, be like, eh. Does it really matter? I'm still getting paid. My kids are still getting their education. Right? That's like socialism in in on paper in a textbook. Like it actually works. The problem the problem with it is uh, we want to be recognized for being better than others. We want to be rewarded as such, and we think there should be a penalty for not giving it your all. Not everybody tries all that hard. They just don't. Well, that's the exact same thing as the college football awards. I mean, the college football playoff system. Like, you can tell me it comes down to, like, Kirby Holcutt's the head of the committee. He's like, well, you know, 
We're holding it against Oklahoma because they lost to Iowa State. Like, hey, dummy, Iowa State's actually good this year. Actually pretty good. They're not great, but they're pretty good. It's not terrible. And how can you compare that loss to Clemson losing to Syracuse? And they're like, well, Clemson lost their quarterback. Like, okay. Okay. Who has Clemson beaten? Well, they've beaten Auburn at home. Looks like a better win now because Auburn just lambasted Georgia, right? Didn't Oklahoma just beat TCU? Oh, and who have they beaten on the road? Well, Oklahoma's beaten Oklahoma State on the road and Ohio State on the road. My best guess is that because Clemson has been in the national championship hunt the past couple years, because they came through and won a national championship last year, because you have enough pundits on TV, like, dude, their front seven is awesome. Their defense is amazing. That even though the results are Oklahoma has had better results, a more difficult schedule, won tougher road games, and has a a less inferior, not as as high, I struggle with the superior loss, but a less inferior loss. In spite of all that, Clemson was ranked ahead of Oklahoma. It makes no sense. Unless you take into account the human element. Because at the end of the day, you're supposed to take in all these stats, but really you just vote your conscience. That's what happens in the selection committee for basketball. Everybody's got their own thing. Like, oh, we got the S curve. We got the how'd that team get in? I thought they were better than the other one. That's really what it comes down to. Yes, yes. Uh, so, would you consider the human element to be a bias? Then, is of that course. What you're saying? Okay, so this it's a bias is what it is. The human uh, element. It's a bias because the Big Twelve is seen to not play defense, right? Like everybody, well, the Big Twelve doesn't play defense. Like, hmm, that's interesting because TCU was the best defensive team in the Big Twelve. And OU had almost 50 at half against them, right? And that same Big 12 defense that sucked the week before and gave up 52 to Oklahoma State shut down Ohio State at Ohio State. How does that work? And I'm not saying it, it, I'm not saying Oklahoma's defense is great. It's not. But that offense is pretty good. And the defense was good enough to shut down Ohio State at Ohio State. Oh, they've gotten better. They've gotten a lot better. They didn't get better against Iowa. Right? I, I don't make any sense. So the only explanation is the human element. Right? I think, therefore, it is. That's why I voted that way. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. Um, I know that Tyrod's not his guy. I know that they did draft Peterman. On paper, Tyrod's numbers are decent. Ten touchdowns, three interceptions. He doesn't throw interceptions. He's good out of the pocket. Probably better out of the pocket than in the pocket. If if this isn't an indictment on Tyrod Taylor, what is it? Well, I think when you watch Tyrod, the one thing you haven't seen is, you know, I just don't think he's fitting up well in the hole. I don't think he's uh, he's getting off blocks and making tackles. So, obviously, <laughs> that's why you bench Tyrod. That, uh, uh, friends, that's what's known as sarcasm. Well, was sarcasm. Tyrod Taylor plays offense, their defense, which, by the way, Sean McDermott is is the architect of the defense, right? He's a defensive guy. Yeah. He's a Jim Johnson guy of Philadelphia. He was bad when he was their defensive coordinator. He was good two years ago with Carolina. He was bad last year with Carolina. Like, is this simply to deceive us and take our attention away from how bad the defense is? Is that what this is? 
I don't know what it is, Doug. It's just bizarre. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, okay, we are getting ready to enter into a full-blown rebuild, and we don't think Tyrod is going to be the guy that can eventually get us a championship, which is the ultimate goal. So we're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and see what we have in Peterman, see if he could potentially be that guy, which uh, I, I don't really see him being that guy, and I would imagine they'll probably jump with both feet into the quarterback market in this next draft. It's just, it's absolutely. So tell me about Nathan Peterman. Okay. Other yeah. than, I mean, like, look, I, I, I gotta tell you, I remember Pittsburgh last year did have a high powered offense. Matter of fact, the offense was so well regarded that Matt Canada got a job with LSU. I think he's the highest paid assistant in college football. So he has and NFL people loved Pittsburgh's offense. So he's not alone. He's not alone in paying attention to Peterman, but he's a fifth round pick being thrown into the fire. Yeah, well, the good news is, I mean, the comparison was when you watched him, um, a lot of us that had used it was, was Kirk Cousins. And we've seen Cousins obviously come in as a mid-round pick and develop into a really, really good football player. Peterman's got a real quick release. It's kind of a different offense they ran there uh, with Canada with a, you know, a lot of shovel, shovel passes and, and, uh, and quick rhythm throws. But he's very accurate. He's got a nice quick stroke, and he can make all the throws. So, um, you know, look, he's got a chance. I just don't know that – to me, it's not even – it's really not about Peterman. It's just I didn't think that Tyrod was playing all that bad. I thought he was playing good enough for them to win football games. I didn't think he was the issue. So it's just kind of odd. But uh, do you, Don't yeah, you run the risk of losing the locker room this way, right? Like if, if you come in – I mean, I, I guess the opposite is you, come, you run the risk of, of have, you know, scaring the hell out of everybody, right? If Tyrod looked twice at you, you got – but don't you – like if Tyrod's not playing that bad, the defense is playing bad, and you hook Tyrod and you throw a rookie out there and he's not ready. And, and while San Diego record-wise isn't good – they got two nasty defensive ends that are going to get after you, and Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Like, don't you run the risk of kind of uh, 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 losing that locker room? Yeah, I mean, I think you always have two different groups. You have a group of guys that are kind of thinking of long term, and they're going to be a part of the process. But you also have a group of veteran guys that realize, hey, we've got a chance to, to go to the postseason right now, and these opportunities are few and far between, and they've been very few and far between in Buffalo. So to have that opportunity now, and if they feel like you're making a move that doesn't serve you, you know your interests for right now, uh, yeah, you can lose some veteran guys with that. The New Orleans Saints uh, smacked them. They're seven and two, and they're doing it running the football, and they're also doing it with a lot more short, uh, short and mid-range passing, more so than throwing the football down the field. Um, is this simply a case of their schedules was weak, or are they really one of the better teams in the NFL? Well, they've kind of quietly built a really good offensive line. Um, you know, Armstead's one of the best guys out there that doesn't I – mean, he's made some Pro Bowls, but he doesn't really get mentioned, you know, with the Joe Thomases of the world. But he is really, really good. Uh, Larry Warford came over in free agency. They've, they've done a nice job of building up that front, and they've got a, a, a stable of backs with different skill sets. I and mean, I think they've thrown the ball to the backs more than anybody else in the league. So you get coming out of the backfield and giving easy completions and making things happen. So – they're they're a balanced football team, and they've they've spent so many resources on defense. You know, you trade Brandon Cooks, you know, he's a draft pick. Um, they they've tried to load up on that side, and they've hit on some dudes. Marshawn Lattimore's playing out of his mind, and uh, they got a lot, a lot faster on that side of the ball. So you're so you're a buyer. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is what Sean Payton has has been trying to do for a long time, and and finally now he's got it, where he can take some of the pressure off his quarterback and have some balance. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Daniel Jeremiah. Also has an outstanding podcast with Bucky Brooks. You can see him on the NFL Network. 
the Dallas Cowboys could not block one guy. There were other issues there, but they couldn't block one guy. And while they said, like, look, we chipped him, we let the linebacker, we let the running back there, we had the tight end there, like, I, I, I can't put all the blame on Chaz Green, can I? No, no. I mean, he's look, he's he's overmatched, no question, but you got to give him help. And you got to get some help from your quarterback, too, just in terms of climbing up in the pocket and getting away from some of that. I mean, your biggest thing as a tackle is, hey, just don't get beat inside. If you get beat outside quickly, uh, he still has some room to climb up and, and get away. Just don't get beat inside, then you got no shot. And a lot of those, a lot of those uh, rushes were were over the top, were outside rushes, where your quarterback's got to help you out a little bit there. So there's uh, plenty of blame to go around. But I mean, if nothing else, it was a good day for Tyron Smith's agent. Uh, very good day for Tyron Smith's agent, and a good and a, and you know over on the other side, you got a guy who ended up collecting a huge bonus because of it. Um, Steelers are seven and two, so I guess that's good. But I mean, they're down seventeen to three to the Colts. They struggle to put away the Colts. Like, I mean, shouldn't they be hitting on more cylinders by now? Yeah, I don't know how good the Steelers are, um, but you know the old saying: "Winners win and losers lose." Like those are games that, if you take a team like the Browns, the Browns find themselves in those types of games all the time. Uh, but they can't win any of them. And the Steelers, even when it's just so ugly and you leave, you don't even have a good taste in your mouth, but they you know, they get a win and they're, what, 7-2? and two? So, I mean, they just find ways to win some of these ugly games. I don't think they're built to last in the, in the postseason. I just don't know if Ben's playing at a high enough level for them to get where they want to go right now. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the point that I made, which is like, uh, we keep looking around for all these other problems. Isn't a good portion of the issue that maybe Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have it anymore? They've got dudes open. I mean, like you take, you compare them with Dallas. When you watch Dallas, I, I always like to freeze the tape when you're watching it when a quarterback gets to the top of his drop and just see what he's looking at and see how much separation you're getting. Pittsburgh gets a ton of separation with that group of receivers. There's some easier throws out there, whereas Dallas is, is very slow, methodical, and you got to you got to thread the needle on darn near every completion. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the fall-off of Des Bryant and, uh, to a greater extent, Jason Witten, obviously, age. But that has been – I felt like it's been wildly underreported. That, that's just kind of the way yeah. uh, I look at it. Uh, Tennessee is 6-3, and three, and I can't figure out if they're any good at all. Can you? <laughs> no, it's going to be fun to watch, though, with them in Jacksonville coming down the second half. I think the Jags' schedule is pretty friendly, so – uh, if I was going to guess, I would probably lean more in their direction. But, uh, yeah, no, you don't know exactly what you're going to get with Tennessee on a weekly basis. I do like the fact that they're using a Dory Jackson more on offense, and I think you, you should see more of that going forward. I talked about the Saints throwing to their backs. I, I, the Titans, I think they might have been dead last in the league in, in throwing to their running backs. they got two pounders. You almost need to – you know, it's like a basketball team. you got to have different sizes and different skill sets. They didn't really have a – a different skill set. And I think getting the Dory Jackson involved and giving him kind of a big play threat screen draw, you know, he's going to have an impact there. Uh, the Vikings have at least talked about Case Keenum. Case Keenum losing his job to Teddy Bridgewater. He's still going to remain the starter as of now. Uh, I feel like he's playing well and he's good in their offense. And maybe the image of Teddy Bridgewater is a lot better than the actual production of Teddy Bridgewater even before he tore his knee. Why would they be considering a change? Well, I think it's the respect they have for Teddy. Um, you know, I think it's 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 uh, he got hurt uh, leading up to that point. He had he had really improved and was playing at a pretty high level. But I think more than anything else, it's just hey, 
we believe we want it. We want to let Teddy know and the team know that we believe in him long term. And that's why you're seeing this been thrown around. But I, I'd be shocked. If they're winning games and Case Keenum's playing solid football. You, you don't change that up. I would, I would agree with you. Daniel Jeremiah, check out his podcast with Bucky Brooks. Check him out on the NFL Network or when he joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Great stuff, DJ. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, bud. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Breaking news update. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott released a statement through his agent saying that he will serve his full six-game suspension and drop any appeals of that six-game ban. In the statement, Elliott said that he consulted with the NFL Players Association and his lawyer, and after the recent findings, decided that he will end all appeals and now continue to serve that six-game suspension. Hmm. Uh, here I want to read. I want to, if you guys don't mind, we have time. I want to read the whole statement just so you know: is there contrition? Is there in consultation with the NFLPA and his lawyers? And after careful deliberation, uh, this from uh, his agents, of course, wrote this. Mr. Elliott decided to forego any further appeals and will serve the remaining suspension. The decision arises from the practical assessment of the current legal landscape. Mr. Elliott's desire for closure in this matter is in his best interest as well as the best interest of his teammates, family, and friends. The decision is no way an admission of wrongdoing. And Mr. Elliott is pleased that the that the pleased that the legal fight mounted by he and his team resulted in disclosing many hidden truths regarding the matter as well as publicly exposing the NFL's mismanagement of its disciplinary process. Mr. Elliott will maximize this time away from the game and come back even stronger both on and off the field, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not saying I did it. I'm simply saying, look, the legal challenge is it's too expensive. It's not really worth it. And we showed you that we think that she's a liar, and here's why. Here's all that matters. Uh, Two things that matter. First, do you think he did it? Music, what do you think? Man, I think I'm, I can't definitely say that he did it. And I think that is exactly what he hoped to accomplish. Created a reasonable doubt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ramos, you think he did it? I am not going to comment on that. I don't have enough information for myself to make an educated guess. on. It's that, not an educated so. guess. It's an uneducated. This is what you personally think. Do you personally think that he uh, in any way uh, physically mistreated his ex-girlfriend? Yes. Just, you do. Okay. Uh, Dan Beyer, do you think in any way, like, look, this is what we do. We give our pay. It doesn't mean you're you're right or you're wrong, but this is what America, when you're walking down the street, this kind of is actually the part oh. that matters. The football stuff doesn't really, it does matter. I want to get to that. But this is the part that kind of really matters. Do you think what he did has allowed you to think twice that maybe he didn't do it? This is where I completely disagree with you because I think that from the information that I've heard, there's a lot of gray area on what ex- actually went on in those situations. Right. So that's why I think it's very difficult to say, did he or didn't he? Did I didn't some- say it was. I didn't say it was easy, but I did say that it, telling me what you actually think inside, you honestly think, is is all I'm asking you. I know. I just look at it like if you're cheating on a test, if you take one answer or you take all answers, is that just black and white cheating? You know, like. That is, and so that's why I, I, from, I got you. It's a, you it's a very good. It's a very good analogy. It's actually here's another one. Um, I, I talked about this with my son's teacher in terms of spelling, right? 
And she's like, you know, every once in a while he gets a word wrong in spelling. And we were looking at the spelling test, and I was like, well, he got them wrong based upon how the English language was written, but he didn't get them wrong in terms of understanding the phonetics, which is actually more important than how they're spelled, right? Uh, anyway, so I, I agree with you there. Do you think that he's, that, that, do you believe that he's a, uh, a woman beater. Like that's really what, right. That's really what this kind of comes down N- to. Then to that, I would say no. I agree with you. I don't. And I probably like John Ramos. Well, none of us have enough information. We don't know enough about it. But the the information campaign to uh, you know to cure the misinformation campaign they cure the NFL of. Like yeah, I'm sorry. I just I I think she made it up. I, that doesn't mean I think all women who are abused, most women, don't make it up. I think she, like others, did more damage to women who are abused, uh, even in many ways that women that don't say anything that are. Like, either way is bad. But it's not because he's a cowboy. I don't care he's a cowboy. I don't care he's Jerry Jones' running back. I don't have him on fantasy. He has nothing to do with it. I just think, like, Dude, there's some stuff in there that's really damning where she's talking about making up stories about him. Sorry, I, I think she made it up. And the cops think she made it up too. So I could be wrong. Look, he looks really, really bad from it. I mean, in this, we also knew that he was using drugs when he was, based upon their accusations, he was doing some stuff he shouldn't have been doing, getting ready for the NFL draft. He doesn't look good out of it. But looking bad and looking like a woman beater, I don't think he does. Not to me, based upon the information that's available. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.